Welcome to the GS Nation podcast. Our focus is personal development, health and wellness, mindset, and entrepreneurship. Show notes can be found at gsnation.com slash podcast, as well as on our YouTube channel and in the details section of your podcast app. Thanks for listening. We're your hosts, Carrie and Dave. Let's rock and roll. What's up, GS Nation? Trust me, you are going to love this episode. Uh, today, I interview Carrie on the grind, the hustle, entrepreneurship, and life in general. So we dive deep into some stuff that, frankly, we probably don't talk about enough and that we might not even share with our friends, family members, etc. Um, you know, being an entrepreneur is hard and there's a lot of lonely times. There's a lot of lonely moments. There's a lot of downs mixed in with the huge, huge, huge ups. And that's the stuff that keeps us coming back. So um, I'm going to share a little bit about my story. We're going to dive deep into Carrie's story and you know those insights that Carrie gained while hustling her ass off. So you're going to love this one. Uh, it's pretty funny as well. So I <laughs> hope you share it with your friends. You can find us at the GS Nation on Instagram and at www.gsnation.com online. Let's do it. What's up, GS Nation? It is a Friday night, pretty late. Ow, ow! Yes, ma'am. We are talking about the grind, so we figured this would be a great time and episode to uh, dive deep into really everything that goes into being an entrepreneur and... Not necessarily the fun stuff and all the wins, but let's talk about the losses and the shitty stuff. I, I love everything that I do. I, I love what I'm doing. I love being, you know, I guess the the one of the people who are pushing GS Nation forward, but it's not paying my bills right now in any way, shape, or form. No, know, like, if anything. Like you're spending your like money you'd spend on clothes right. or like going out, like something that is like a, a secondary necessity. Right. You're putting back into it. I mean, like nobody knows this shit, but you know, in 2018, I paid myself $24,000 and Real on talk. January 1st, we cut payroll in half. So in 2019, I'm going to pay myself 12,000 fucking dollars. I borrowed a thousand dollars from my sisters, five hundred each, to pay for Christmas presents for people, and to pay off my car or pay my car note. Not pay off my car. Fuck, I still have <laughs> five grand on that, yeah, but wish. just pay my bills. Yeah. Um, you know, I am extremely fortunate to be in a position where I have family who love me and family who are here in town. Got out of a long relationship that didn't end well about two years ago and moved back in with my folks, and that allowed me the flexibility to to leave my financial planning career, um, you know, which was a eat what you kill thing. It was a fucking hustle. I was making a hundred cold calls a day for years to get that shit going. Right. Hated it. So I'm very glad that I'm doing what I'm doing now. Um, but I didn't necessarily leave financial planning with a big old nest egg. I left financial planning, you know, spending more money than I was making, on expenses and errors and emissions insurance and rent and an assistant to do my fucking paperwork and licensing fees and et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, I'm a 31 year old dude living with his parents, working 70, 80 hours a week, 
granted on something that I love, but something that I love isn't paying the fucking bills. Yeah. Right. Refing soccer is till 11 at night and watching shitty dogs is, you know, and, and selling stuff. You know, I had a nice watch that I sold for 150 bucks on Facebook marketplace. I like that watch. I'd like to have that watch back. Don't need it, I guess. Right. Needed the money to pay bills. Right. So, uh, nobody talks about being in debt. Nobody talks about pushing shit out and ignoring collection calls and not going on trips with your buddies because you can't fucking afford it and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we've talked numerous times on this podcast about it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, and I've never been money motivated. And so I'm not really worried about that. You know, I'm one day it'll come and when it comes, it's fine. And I'm not going to worry about it until then. Um, but I've had many sleepless nights. I've pulled up in my driveway and just sat in my car and cried mm-hmm. more times than I can count or remember. Um, nobody knows that shit. Mm-mm. Nobody sees that. You know, you don't even see that. Yeah. Right? We're with each other 50 <laughs> hours a week, pretty much. Right. You yeah. know, like, like it's been dozens and dozens of times where I just didn't know what the fuck I was going to do. And that's the hard thing about being an entrepreneur is it's not like you can turn to the person to your left and say, Hey bud, what do we do? Like Mm-mm. it's on you. It's bro. on you. It's on you, especially as the founder and leader of the company. Like, Hey, uh, you know, we don't have, and we're back due to technical difficulties. <laughs> Welcome to the world of being an entrepreneur. It's the third fucking time we recorded this fucking episode. Uh, but we're back again. So where were we? Um, I, okay, this is going to seem like a really jarring transition (laughs) for a podcast, but you were talking about, you know, your experiences as an entrepreneur, which made me really want to talk about, um, you mentioned how lonely it can be, Yes. which made me really want to talk about that. Yes. Um, because I think, well, I know as you'd already mentioned that the entrepreneurial world is a long, lonely road that you walk and a problem arises and you have to fix it. Something goes wrong. A lot of times you have to learn how to fix it. Yeah. So you have two new problems then. Um, you know, something goes wrong and it's always, always, always your fault. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we don't have a huge team just yet, but, you know, let's say you have a manager that upsets a associate and whatever, like you hired the manager, right? It's your fucking fault. Your responsibility. Um, the number one thing that I learned, um, the number one thing I learned when I was managing, uh, a cycle studio was, um, the first question I always asked myself always, I was like the, essentially like the GM. Um, the first question I always asked myself was, where did I go wrong mm. when presented? Even when I was like, this girl didn't show up for her class to teach her class. Like right. she didn't show up to teach her class. Where did I go wrong? Such a great, right? That's what a real leader does though. Yeah. I mean, I mean hopefully for, like truly for a really long time. I thought that what I wanted to do was actually help teams like end companies. I wanted to be a consultant, go in, help them really kind of, figure it out. Cause at that point, like, okay, 
she didn't show up to teach her class. It'd be super easy for me to be like, well, <laughs> she didn't show up her fault. Right. Um, but when I asked myself, where did I go wrong? Maybe she doesn't feel like she's a part of the team. Mm. Maybe she doesn't feel like she's valued. Maybe she doesn't think that she's getting paid enough money. Um, maybe I did hire the wrong person. Um, maybe she doesn't connect with the riders because she's just a different brand. I mean, there's whole, all these bunches of different things. Um, but there's, you know, always something you can do about it. And or maybe she has something going on in her life and you're not communicating with her to right. say, what's up? And she's like, well, I mean, I'm working six jobs and you know, my so-and-so has died and right. like, Whoa, I got you. Take the time you need. Um, so that, that was not about loneliness, <laughs> which is what I wanted to talk about. Um, but still very relevant to entrepreneurship. Yeah. Um, three years ago, well, I guess it'll be two years in May. I worked for two years to start a bar studio. And during that time I lived at home just like you did, except for at that point I was 22, not 31, not 31. Fair. So, I mean, perspective. Yeah. You're still fulfilling. I'm blessed. You are I'm too blessed to be stressed. Too blessed to be stressed. If I'm only. <laughs> right, Jesus. Talk about. We're gonna get into sleep in the next couple episodes, and it's ironic because I've had some gnarly insomnia over the past couple weeks. But anywho, continue. Yeah, and so you know, I'm living at home, and at that point, you're like, well, how do I? You know, I was working so hard and. I wasn't really going out. wasn't really meeting anybody or people. I didn't really have friends. So at that point, I was like, well, maybe I'll try to date, kind of-ish. Huh. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Huh. Um, and I did end up meeting somebody. And we were together for a while, um, probably on and off being the keywords there, um, for about like a year and a half. And... It was awful and probably because I was stressed and upset and emotional because that's what entrepreneurship is. And we don't get, like you said, you, we don't get to show that part of ourselves to anybody and, oh shit, I just had a leader thought, Mm. hmm, okay, we're here, we're doing this thing. Um, so I hadn't had this thought about this relationship, but where did I go wrong? Um, I don't think I was in a great place to be fostering a relationship with anybody because I was using him as an emotional outlet. Yeah. Because I couldn't talk to my parents. They were the ones that I was at home with. Have you experienced this? Yeah. I'm at home with them and I'm not making a ton of, well, at that point I didn't make money for, I didn't take an income for two years. Um, Puts my 12 grand this year in perspective. Yes. Yeah. It does. (laughs) It really does. $1,000 a month. Yeah, I was working like three jobs at the time, um, but you're working a lot, and you know you're not able to really put into a relationship what it deserves. Oh yeah, so I couldn't talk to my parents about it, right? And I certainly couldn't talk to my sister about it because she's just going to tell my parents, right? And I didn't have any friends because <laughs> you're working so much. Because <laughs> it's working so much, right? And also, it's hard meeting people in a new city, yeah, um, like friends-wise, especially. Because they already have their groups of friends. Right. So it's like... Richmond's very clicky as well. True. True. I can definitely see that. I mean, I think one of the big reasons why the long relationship I had, 
I dated a girl for about five years and, you know, I was building my financial planning practice, which meant I was at work at seven and I was, you know, once I got done with my actual work work, you know, five, six, seven, I had to go fucking meet people because that was my job is to meet people and develop relationships and then be their financial advisor. So that's... And they want to be wine and dine. It's yeah. happy hours and it's dinners and it's networking events. And, you know, there were insecurity issues on, on the other side of the table that exasperated things greatly. However, you know, I didn't necessarily... I wasn't able to put a whole lot of time into it, you know, or not nearly the amount of time that I really needed to. And then I kind of felt like when I did have that time to breathe and, and like be, you know, not work, I wanted to do something that I actually fucking wanted to do. <laughs> right? You I, were like, like me time. Right. Like I need to be alone now or I need to just like, like, dude, I haven't seen my boys in, you know, forever. Yeah. Right. You know? And so like I, I totally get it. And, and, you know, in the past, you know, two years since, like I, I've had some relationships, but you know, if I'm being a hundred percent honest and this is what that podcast is about, I wasn't putting everything into those, you know? And, and I think it really boiled down to, I didn't feel like I could be emotionally vulnerable because I was so fucking vulnerable with everything Mm. else. Like I'm putting myself out there in so many ways. People see my whole life. I'm telling people shit that I haven't told people on this podcast. I'm on social media. I'm, I'm, you know, so I'm just raw. Yeah. Raw as fuck everywhere else. And like to then open up my heart to then potentially be, you know, open and vulnerable and go loving and go through that whole thing. I just, I can't, yeah. can't really do it. There's no fucking chance. <laughs> like, like I got to have some semblance you of control You were here. talking yeah. and all I could imagine was like, Hey, we're just going to let like a little bit of water out of the Hoover Dam. <laughs> <laughs> right. We're just like a little quarter size out of the Hoover Dam. Like yeah. that shit's going to blow. Right. Like, 100%. like, <laughs> Yeah. And also too, that's a really good point that I forgot about. Um, so at the time, Oh damn, this is getting good. All right. All right. All right. Third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. Um, (laughs) so so like hopefully not for the relationship stuff. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but working alongside somebody, um, too is tough. Having a, having a business partner is tough because you want to be open and honest with them. Um, but there's a certain point where you don't want to show them too much of what you're feeling. You don't want to show them their faults. You don't want to. Yeah. And you also don't want to freak them out. Right. Towards the end there, right before we were going to about to open. So I've been working towards this goal for two years, day in, day out, 18 hour days, I was nannying in the morning. I had another nanny gig in the afternoons where I'd pick up these kids from school I would do my bar work when the kids were asleep or, you know, until midnight, until 1am, 2am, whatever I had to do and then wake up the next morning, do it all over again. Um, towards the end there, I started having doubts because Mm -hmm. in the court, in that course of time, you know, my partner had even changed, right? I mean, we're human, we're evolving, um, and things happen that make us, who we are. And, and I think I handled stress a very different way. And I started experiencing a lot of fear. Um, and, and internalizing that 
And that wasn't healthy. Right. Because I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. Couldn't talk to my parents because now I was deep in it. I was, I was in it. And I, I still wanted it. I still wanted it. And I believed so much in the goal and the end product that I was willing to overlook um, some other issues. And it, that wasn't good. Yeah. You know what I mean? It wasn't good. Um, and it's lonely as shit, you know? So, and, yeah, it's lonely as shit. I mean, I, I kind of feel like I've been in situations even with, like where I'd come home from financial planning work and, you know, my girlfriend at the time would be like, why don't you just quit? Like, go get a regular job. It's like, no, that's my dream. Like, I can't do that, you know, and not my dream to be a financial planner, but my dream to own my own business and to have the freedom and flexibility and to make an impact. And ultimately that's why I left financial planning because I wasn't making that impact. Um, you know, but I've had, I mean, I think about quitting doing what I'm doing now, probably every other day. Mm-hmm. And, I just tell myself it's the same thing with like the streak. Like I'll just say, well, I don't want to work out today, but I'll quit tomorrow. If I don't want to do it tomorrow, I'll just quit tomorrow. And so every day I tell myself, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll quit tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And you know, I mean, there's been times where I've been driving down the road and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like I'm just going to whip this wheel right off the highway. <laughs> and, and you know, like, I mean, and, and, not, driving. and not serious, but like, fuck, you can't run from it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's all, it's temptation because what we do is hard. Yeah. Hard. And you know how easy it would be for me to go use my degree right now? I have It's better than my fucking history degree. <laughs> so at least you can go get a job. I'm going to go work for TSA and still not get paid. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I bet you see some cool shit. No doubt. Some funny stories. Um, yeah, no. And oh, my poor parents. They beg. I mean, they don't beg me now because now they know better. Right. They begged for three years and I never, I never took them up on it. They were like, we'll send you back to school. We'll go back to school. And I'm yeah. like, we're still paying off my college right, right, debt. Right. Like you want to send me to grad school? Like if I go back, it's going to be for something that I know that I want to do. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it'd be so easy, but it would just, ugh. I can't explain it. I would feel like a caged animal. Yeah. And you can't, you just can't give up. Like, that's the thing. And, and what I don't want this podcast to be is like us bitching because Mm -hmm. that's not what it's about. It's, this is us telling people who don't know how difficult it is to be an entrepreneur. And we are not alone in this in any way, shape or form. Like Mm -hmm. anything you buy was created by some motherfucker who had an idea who decided to fucking do it. And his or her life in the beginning sucked too. Yeah. There are no overnight successes. You know, we asked Mark England about that one. Um, you know, there, there, you got to take risks to get rewards. And when it pops, it's going to be so worth it. And that's the, I think that's the point. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love what we're doing so much. Same with exact same reason why I love OCR so much is the hard work pays off. And when it pays off, it feels so fucking good. Yeah. When a client texts you and say, hey, because of you, I did X, Y, Z. You know, hey, because of you, I'm changing my habits. And because of you, because I changed my habits because of you, now my friend hit me up and they're changing their habits. And so the ripple effect goes on and on and on. You know, so when we talk and ask our guests about defining their definition of impact, you know, like we have that impact. And it makes it all worth it. Doesn't make it easier, but it makes it worth it. Hard choices, easy life. Easy choices, hard life. 
mm-hmm. and it's worth it. But always. It always will be. I'm, I will always do what I'm doing now, and I don't know what's going to happen, right. or, but I know that I'm now prepared because yeah. I've gone through it before in my life. Right. If, if this pops and it all gets taken away from me, yep. I'm going to do it again. Just do it again. Find something else. Yeah. Fourth time's a charm, girl. Yeah. <laughs> we did it. Maybe. Make sure you hit save. Yes, seriously. <laughs> um, we've got some good stuff coming up. Grind on, people. Talk to you next time.